Welcome to the Coach House Beacons. Hello everyone, welcome to today's beacon. Today, I would like us to look at appearances. How do we appear to other people? Is it a true image of ourselves or is it someone else that we project outward? In a world where people put most of their lives on social media, we can project an image of, an image of ourselves that is very far from the truth. Online, in our profiles, we can paint an image of ourselves that is always happy, always smiling, always doing interesting things, but inside we feel lonely, sad and hurting. In a study published by the Royal Society of Public Health called Hashtag Status of Mind, it is argued that prolonged use of social media has damaging effects on people's mental health, especially young people. Let me read to you the following paragraph from the study. Research, research suggests that young people who are heavy users of social media, spending more than two hours per day on social networking sites such as Facebook, Twitter or Instagram, are more likely to report poor mental health, including psychological distress, symptoms of anxiety and depression. Seeing friends constantly on holiday or enjoying nights out can make young people feel like they are missing out, while others enjoy life. These feelings can promote a compare and despair attitude in young people. Individuals may view heavily photoshopped, edited and staged photographs and videos and compare them to their seemingly mundane lives. The findings of a small study commissioned by Anxiety UK supported the idea and found evidence of social media feeding anxiety and an increase and increasing feelings of inadequacy. Heading towards middle age, I catch myself doing the same thing, which makes me think that it is not only young people who are at risk of compare and despair. And as the study was saying, this feeling of inadequacy, I believe, can pressurise someone into portraying themselves as something they are not. If you are not a, a social media user, when a trusted friend asks you, how are you? Is your answer the truth or is it more of an automated reply like, I'm fine, how are you? Your answer will determine the type of relationship you cultivate with your friends. If you dare to be open, breakable and soft, or strong and courageous, people around you will feel, know and love the real you. Throughout the Bible, we are repeatedly encouraged to tell the truth, to be honest and to love each other. We also see that most people that are following God's word 
were often unwelcomed and mistreated. One such person was the prophet Micah. Let's read from 1 Kings chapter 22. For three years there was no war between Aram and Israel. But in the third year, Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, went down to see the king of Israel. The king of Israel had said to his officials, Don't you know that Ramath Gilead belongs to us, and yet we are not doing, we are doing nothing to retake it from the king of Aram? So he asked, Jehoshaphat, will you go with me to fight against Ramath Gilead? Jehoshaphat replied to the king of Israel, I am as you are, my people as your people, my horses as your horses. But Jehoshaphat also said to the king of Israel, First, seek the counsel of the Lord. So the king of Israel brought together the prophets, about four hundred men, and asked them, Shall I go to war against Ramath Gilead, or shall I re refrain? Go, they answered, Let the Lord, uh, for the Lord will give it into the king's hand. But Jehoshaphat asked, Is there no longer a prophet of the Lord here whom we can inquire of? The king of Israel answered to Jehoshaphat, There is still one prophet through whom we can inquire of the Lord, but I'd hate him because he never prophesies anything good about me, but always bad. He is Micah, the son of Imlah. The king should not say such thing, Jehoshaphat replied. So the king of Israel called one of his officials and said, Bring Micah, the son, the son of Imlah, at once. Dressed in the in their royal robes, the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, were sitting on their thrones at the threshing floor by the entrance of the gate of Samaria, with all the prophets prophesying before them. Now Zedekiah had made iron horns and declared, This is what the Lord says, With these you will gore the Arameans until they are destroyed. All of the other prophets were prophesying the same thing, Attack Ramath Gilead and be victorious. They said, For the Lord will give it into your hand. The messenger who had gone to summon Micah said to him, Look, the other prophets without exception are predicting su success for the king. Let your word agree with theirs and speak favourably. But Micah said, As surely as the Lord lives, I can tell him only w what the Lord tells me. When he arrived, the king, the king asked him, Micah, shall we go to war against the against Ramath Gilead or not? Attack and be victorious, he answered, for the Lord will give it into the king's hand. 
The king said to him, How many times must I make you swear to tell me nothing but the truth in the name of the Lord? Then Micah answered, I saw all Israel scattered on the hills like sheep without a shepherd. And the Lord said, These people have no master. Let each one go home in peace. The king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, Didn't I tell you that he never prophesies anything good about me, but only bad? If you carry on reading the chapter, you will read that the king ordered Micah to be put into prison till he had returned safely. Ahab did not like what the prophet had to say. He did not like the truth. It was not what he planned and expected. However, just because he didn't like it, it didn't make it less true. Micah was right. Ahab died in battle. Sometimes people get offended by the truth. Sometimes the truth is ugly. It's not what we plan or expect. When this happens, we just tell people what we think they want to hear or show them what they want to see, just like Micah did initially. Nevertheless, the truth does not change. It stays the same, even when it's ignored. The Apostle Paul in the New Testament knew about this problem and included the following advice in one of his letters. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbour, for we are all members of one body. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 25 Also, the book of Proverbs, one of the two books of wisdom in the Bible, also talks extensively about this subject. Let us look at some verses. There are six things that the Lord hates, seven that he detest, that are detestable to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that deceives, wicked, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quickly to rush into evil, a false witness who pours out lies, and a person who stirs up conflict in the community. This is Proverb chapter 6 from verse 16 to 19. How much better it is to get wisdom than gold, to get insight rather than silver. A perverse person stirs up conflict but and the gossip separates close friends. This is Proverbs chapter 16, verse 16 and verse 28. As Christians, we are encouraged to stand out of the crowd, not to follow it. It will be a lonely walk sometimes, and sometimes we will stick out like a sore thumb. It will go against our human nature that wants to fit in and be like everyone else. In a world where we are told that being soft and vulnerable is a weakness, 
where we are encouraged to wear masks and pretend to be unbreakable, let's dare to wear our heart in our sleeves and be disarmingly honest. In, in closure, I will read a few stanzas from a poem by Ro Robert Daniel that is very fitting with the times we are in and the theme of this beacon. The poem is called Be Careful. We must be careful what we say. You never know what people may consider wrong or incorrect and then repeat with ill effect. Coronavirus permeates the air we breathe and satiates the minds of those who write the news and warn us all we have to lose. We all must learn to wear a mask, it seems is not too great a task. But then I think, I can't recall when no one wore a mask at all. I think what we have always done most every place beneath the sun is wear a mask for all to see so we can all pretend to be whatever people want to see when they consider you and me. The problem is, for me, I see a smidgen of hypocrisy. A mask which helps us to be safe is worthy of the poorest wave, but all the other masks we don are costume balls, a social con. And what can we conceivably expect from this chicanery? If fakely is what we sow, what will we reap? Do we not know? What if we only wear a mask to help accomplish this, our task? To keep each, other's, each other virus-free, we both be safe then you and me. But as for any other mask, let's lose them all. But why, you ask? Facades and pretexts, false pretense, serves no good purpose, makes no sense. They all add up to nothing more than smoke and mirrors. What a bore. For every space that we create, there's nothing more than separate. Instead, reach out, embrace the good we all can find where saints have stood. Discard the mask, seek out a friend. Your benefits will never end. Coach House Beacons The Coach House Church Daily Devotional To find out more, join us on Facebook, Instagram or on our website at www coachhousechurch.org